Hi, how are you? Are you in your workshop? I am indeed. I literally am just doing wigs today. So wow. I'm peeking behind you being nosy yeah, up there. It's so cool. Thank you. My little humble abode. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You have an abode, right? It's so good to talk to you. I was so excited when I saw your name pop up. I was Yay! like, ooh. First of all, your hair is amazing. Oh, don't. This is lockdown hair. This is, yeah. <laughs> Everyone always says that. When I say this is lockdown hair, they look at me and they're like, but you're a hairdresser, it doesn't count. So yeah, right. I just, but um, yeah, I, I literally got in the shower and played around with some new color conditioners because I'm bored of not doing anyone's hair. So my hair has literally been every color possible in lockdown, just because I've been Right. So is it a con like a, a temporary rinse or? Yeah, temporary until I'm able to have my hair done. <laughs> right. Well, I want to talk to you about so many things. I want to talk to you about RuPaul's Drag Race, but I have a pressing issue I need to take up with you. Okay. Co cotton candy pink hair. Is it still trendy? Always. Fabulous. It, this is the thing is fun colors are commitment. I say mm -hmm. this to everyone. Like, it looks like for a really nice fun color, actually is a takes a lot more maintenance mm -hmm. it actually means you have to look after your hair more so sometimes you've got to be able to have the good condition to go with it there's quite a lot of fun things you can do hair trends like screw that it's t it's all about just if it suits you and you like it have it i hate nothing more than when people turn around and go oh don't look at my hair i'm like you ain't paying me don't worry i'm not, yeah, I'm, not I'm, I'm not even looking at your hair i'm off the clock and have you seen what's on top of my head like come on <laughs> i like it it's like people won't be able to see but it, it matches your jumper perfectly i do try i like mm -hmm. a bit of orange fantasy sometimes yes. yeah yeah so you say that you're bored you're you're not able to uh to, to do hair you're not able to work I really I really have a lovely set of clients that I've been doing now for a very long time in Brighton so for me my clients are my friends that's I see that socializing a lot so I miss getting creative with my friends getting doing their hair doing something fun on them so in that sense yes I'm bored but I have been doing loads in this lockdown I've been doing wigs endlessly and getting the salon ready decorating you know, just doing little bits and bobs like that that you don't normally have time for. Hasn't really been too still, but a bit bored yet. Yeah. And wig making is intense, right? Yes, it is intense. And I think I really enjoy it. I'm a bit of an odd one like that. Like my wigs have now become my creative outlet. Mm -hmm. So I think it was Friday night. I ended up staying in until about one o'clock doing wigs and I had the best time ever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and then I woke up and finished that wig off. And that's just how I like to work. I kind of, I enjoy what I do. So for me, it's not too strenuous. It's just meeting a lot of demands right now. Obviously with the salon reopening, I've had to try and finish up all my projects that I've had. So today I finished a few, tomorrow I'll be done. And then it's just getting the salon ready. Um, so in that sense, it's a bit taxing finding time for it all. Mm. But actually, yeah, it's a hobby now. It's, it's a part of a hobby, I suppose. It, I just love it. It's my creative outlet. 100%. This time in lockdown, it's been amazing to see people really um, look into themselves and find a creative outlet, but out of boredom more so. But when people are naturally creative, like myself, who have like continued to always be in the do creative things since school, when people look back and embrace it, they find this little talent that they got that they never may have realized they had. My partner was the exact same. In lockdown, they thought they were very academic. Mm -hmm. And then Suddenly, they've got this mad obsession with making things out of denim. So all my denim jeans are gone, but I've got a bag out of it. I've got a mm -hmm. rucksack. 
but it is this idea that we've had a bit of time to stop and go, oh, let's get our minds working in a different way. Oh, it's been amazing. And especially to do wigs. Wigs is something that I urge everyone to have a play with. Even if it's just buy one and chuck one on your head, it's such a, it's a fun thing to get into, I think. When you're basically looking for your standard wig. So, for example, if you, I don't know, wanted your sister-in-law to dye your hair light pink, but you didn't want to ruin your hair, you could buy a wig that would be the exact same. And if you wanted to wear it on a daily basis, you would look up a lace front. So that's where you have individual hairs knotted into a bit of lace that blends into your hairline. Mm-hmm. Or you can go for a hard lace. So that means that actually it's a little bit more of an obvious shape around the hairline. But if it's only for a night out or just to play around the house in, you can get them relatively cheap and you'll be able to do stuff with them. So I'd say it's normally stick to them too. And then once you get into like above, just a basic lace front, that's when you're looking at brands. That's when you're looking at different um, retailers, hair density, hair types, real hair, synthetic hair. Um, There's a whole world out there, really. But specifically what I work in is more drag stuff. So that's a lot more camp and flamboyant but has to have a bit of an I say natural in bunny ears but a bit of a realistic look to it so I always use a lace front Mm. I always make sure it looks like it's coming out their heads but maybe what I'm doing is a little bit more abstract when you say real it looks like this could be their hair just done up in a crazy style that's that's illusion that's what that's what the whole point is it's illusion even if it's a a wig that looks like that one dude from the hunger games i forget what his name is but you know how they always had their their hair done up crazy yeah totally well to be fair there are a few like that but if you notice in them you'll always be able to tell if even in these really like films where the hair's really crazy you'll notice that they've still got a a hairline that is looks like connected to the head because it gives character connection to the wig you know instead of it looking like a hat that's kind of what differentiates it I think for me even though some of my wigs don't look blended in but yeah if you're looking at home for your standard wig you want to go for either a lace front to look more natural or a hard front to be a bit more of a fancy dress number right okay fancy fancy I like it Uh, tell me about Drag Race UK yeah tell me about your experience with it yeah, it's been amazing. It's been really cool. It's been really exciting. It's been a great platform to um, to be able to have my work on, definitely. it's It's been really interesting because obviously this will happen, or it's not obvious, but this all happened in the middle of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So the way that it was, it was a lot more stressful than we originally anticipated, even though we realised it was going to be stressful. But basically, um, the way I got into it was, the way I got into wigs really for drag queens specifically was I was doing some wigs for more fashion stuff. So I was lucky enough to be a part of the L'Oreal ID team and we would travel around making a catwalk show. And that catwalk show is then travel around. And we learned those wig techniques and tips and different things like that. And I so happened to have my friend come in, Joe Black, who asked me to do a wig for him because he heard about what I was just doing um, away with work. And I decided, okay, cool, give me a wig and I'll make something out of it. And I made something out of it and he was like, this is amazing. I want 10 of them. He was like, just do them for me. This was my first ever proper classic finger wave. So I was like, okay, this is great. Let's do it. And then in that time, we like experimented with more different shapes and stuff like this. I had already created on actual people's hair. So like for like more editorial shoots, I would do quite wacky things with models' hair. Mm-hmm. So then I started to recreate them with the wigs for the queens. And 
we started practicing different stuff for Joe, and then Joe was like, I'm going to apply for RuPaul. Okay. As a contestant? Ahead. Contestant, season two. Let's do it. Okay. So applied, didn't hear anything. And then we literally, I think they came in to have their hair done and they called me straight away. I was like, okay, um, I, I, I've got in. I think I've got in. I think I, I'm on the final list. I think I'm going to be on RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay, cool. Get prepared. Tomorrow I'll find out for sure. So then they come knocking on my door, on my salon door, the next day, going, we're in. We've got three weeks to design. I think it's like 12 weeks they wanted potentially, but we just had to design these these wigs for these outfits. And we literally had three weeks to just cram in as many, let's just make these wigs, design them, create them. And at, at the same time, I then had Bimini Bomboulash message me and asked me for a week for a, um, for a project she was working on that I couldn't know what was. And I was like, okay, cool. But funny enough, they needed it in the same date. So I was like, I think I have a little suspicion what this mm-hmm. one may be. Um, so then with that, I just got cracking. I was making, I think I counted up, ended up doing nine all in total. And then after I did it, I then had to pack it all up and send it off to them. And then they sent it off and we had to be really careful with the packaging because what we didn't realise and what you don't see on TV is all the wigs and everything has to get thrown into a suitcase and then after being thrown into a suitcase, it gets taken to the studio, then all removed and searched, then put back into the suitcase, Mm. then out again and then unpacked. So that in itself for a wig is terrifying. You know, when you think of a wig, you don't think crammed in a suitcase. So they did that. And then they started filming, I heard nothing. And then they all come back because of COVID. And obviously the COVID pandemic happened, lockdown happened. And the series was, the episode, yeah, the series, sorry, was, um, yeah, stopped, paused. Mm-hmm. So then we thought, okay, um, lockdown obviously went on longer than the three months. In that time, I'd opened this place. So I really had kind of separated myself from the whole RuPaul's Drag Race lot. And then we found out the lockdown was going was going to open up again, and with that, I had Hora message me for some new wigs. I had Bimini message me for another wig, and Joe needed a few more wigs because obviously in that time frame, a lot of them had depreciated or may have gone wrong, so we had to fix a few. And then yeah, and then they all went back in, and then we just waited until they all came out. So for me, my part was like the part of the beginning. And now it's really funny seeing my work that I made over a year ago, finally being seen on telly. So for me, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I made that, I forgot. You're watching and you're like, oh, that's a nice wig. I wonder, oh, I did it. No, it was, it, it was more so my stump, my, I would stop, my, stump, my heart would sink into my stomach and I'd go, oh my God, like that's my wig. Mm-hmm. And it, it pressure was unreal because for me, I just, I like to make my cool little art and I feel like certain people who inspired me, like I've been a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race for years. Like that was the first ever exposure I ever had to the LGBTQ+. I remember sitting in my parents' bedroom watching it secretly season one being like, this is amazing. For me to now, to then have my wigs actually walking that stage on that platform. Yeah, it was, it was mind blowing. It was absolutely mind blowing. My idols who I like is such as like um, Raven and Raja, when they do the toot and boots, when they judge back the looks, 
that was always something I wanted an approval from. So, oh my God, the anxiety of that was rubbish. And then after I kind of was like, oh no, actually this is different. Like it's, it's a nicer experience. My wigs are part of a grander thing. And actually by the end, it's been really nice to see it all round off and see how well all the Queens are done. Like mm-hmm. even though not winning or getting really far, just to have local artists being, having that platform has been incredible to see because it's finally just given a shed of light to these local queens that deserve it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's been a whole wave of emotions, but it's been really exciting. And I've already done some for season three. So it kind of feels like it's like <laughs> it's now just going to be a never ending race, but it'll be nice. You said race. <laughs> <laughs> but You guys heard it here first. There's going to be a season three. No. <laughs> we told everybody. My part is just the wigs, and that is only a fraction of everything else that goes into it. So when the Queen's on the stage, it is, it's really interesting to see how different people wear the wig, dress the wig, you know, and that is what they're judging. They're judging how that Queen perfects the rest of her skills altogether. And also the team she uses, you know, it's down to the Queen's discretion and what the design they have sometimes and what kind of look they want to go for. So when they get judged, it's on the whole piece. But then when you start looking at back at it and you hear what other people thought of different aspects of the outfits, it's nice to hear people have accept, like received them well. People have understood them. Um, one of my ones I was really nervous was about was Bimini Bamboo Lash's wig or the prehistoric with all the braids and stuff. Um, because that was something that we really spoke about backwards and forwards for a little while. And we actually had about three different, no, maybe two different designs before that one was actually selected because it was just something different. We hadn't worked together yet. The brief was just out of this world. Yeah, to see that do so well and the whole look come together so amazingly was, yeah, amazing. So when you create one, I'm going to just be basic, say uh, 1973 long straight share, share hair. (laughs) You send it in. Now there might be a stylist that takes your wig and I don't know if it's possible curls it or cuts it or they do that. Okay. No, my, so what I do is I make sculptural pieces. I make sculptural pieces that if someone said I'd like a blonde straight wig, I'd point them into the right direction of someone who hand makes wigs. I am a designer. So I'll I'll buy the wig in, whether go to like different uh, manufacturers, get a wig in, whether that's color it or have it pre-colored and then I'd style it. Um, If someone was like, I'm doing a shoot, I need a wig and I need someone to curl it, I'd be like, hi, I'm Dan, I'm gonna provide a wig and I'm gonna come to the shoot and curl it. You know, because that's also a part of my job. I do editorial shoots. So I would come with it in a sense. but yeah, my, when you see my wigs, they're a little bit, people don't really, can't really touch them, to be honest. They don't really move. <laughs> they're well, kind that, of... That's kind of what I was wondering, um, if what we see is what you sent, pretty much. So they don't tinker with yeah. it. That's you. No, 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 no tinkering. No, that's me. Yeah. And it, that's it's a fabulous. There is uh, a few, it's me being like picky, but... Um, because of the amount of times these wigs have got have been had to go into suitcases and then thrown out, and then obviously with COVID, there was a long period of time. There was a few things with the wigs that I personally didn't like, and I wish would be perfected. But that's just a that's just the situation, you know. That couldn't be helped. But that's just me being a perfectionist. It's pretty bad. But um, all the other wigs, bar that, no one touches them. They come very nicely wrapped, and it's just a matter of popping it on your head. So when it comes to the queens in the in their wigs it's um 
just a matter of time and maybe misuse or mishandling? Yeah. 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 With, with most wigs, they depreciate. You know, curls depreciate, as we know in real hair, but it's different because these wigs are obviously synthetic. So they're able to curl and hold well, but they will deflate. Um, some of my work is solid, so it doesn't actually move at all. The, the de like, it doesn't actually appreciate too much. I've got one here, yeah. Oh, wow. It's actually solid, it doesn't move at all. So someone could just wear this on, this he on their head and it can be a really easy and simple wig just to pop on and they can be on stage really easily. They'll have no malfunctions with it, rah, rah, rah. But yeah, a lot of my sculptural pieces are literally that. They're sculptures, they don't budge whatsoever. Um, that's kind of what I do. I like doing more sculptural things. When it comes to my wig designs, I prefer I prefer to see them as having their own little characters and little personalities and they're their own little creations where they're more art pieces so people don't tend to touch them. Which is good. <laughs> yeah, I would totally prefer that. Right. Well, that that wig you just showed me very, what is it? 1920s, very flapper, very, yeah. Oh, beautiful. And what about this is this is actually um, going to be a day wig. So it's not, it's, it's quite a, it's a very soft version of quite a harsh look that I'd normally create. So I'm very excited to have photos of that going on social media very soon. <laughs> are those pin curls? Is that what you refer to as pin curls? Waves. So pin curls They're are how, so you do a pin set with pin curls and then these are finger waves because they're individual waves. But yeah, that's what I would call them anyway. Well, no, you're you're the expert. I told you I don't know hair. <laughs> You'd be surprised I, though. In different countries, different things. There's a lot of people that would call one thing one thing and then another another thing. It's all about the training that you have and stuff like that. So, you know, there's always a know-it-all out there that likes to go, no, actually, you're wrong. <laughs> it's like not wrong, just different. Yeah. All I know about uh, curls is that my mom used this plug-in heat rollers. <laughs> Every Sunday for church, she would wrap up her head and yell at us kids to get in the car for church. And then she would take them out when we got to church. And that's how she, <laughs> that's how she went. They're iconic. Yeah, totally. Was I have it? a lot of like yeah. heat rollers chucked in. Mm -hmm. I've convinced of rollers. I'm like, let me put a roller in there. They're like, no, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I think it's good for a, a now and then treat. Something to, I feel like there's a bit, there's something quite punk rock and roll about cutting your own hair. I don't know why. 